Coming to you pre-recorded in multiple locations. If the last straw that broke the camel's back was plastic, that would be hella rad. We're your hosts, Andrew and Nathan. Nathan, how you doing? What you drinking, boy? I'm doing muy fantastico. Uh, and I'm drinking oh, yeah. uh, a Liberty Ale from Anchor Brewing. It's pretty nice. Oh, San Francisco. How about yourself, young man? Oh, young man. Younger than, younger than me. So, Yeah, it's true, by a little bit. Uh, I'm doing pretty good today. I am drinking Swami's IPA. It is made by Pizza Port Brewing. It is uh, not a port, but they do make pizza. Okay. They got multiple locations around San Diego County. It's pretty good. Uh, I have one of their favorite beers that I have. I have a t-shirt for. It's called Kung Fu Elvis. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. Just Elvis in a karate outfit. Uh, busting moves on a t-shirt. Anyways, uh, today's show, we're going to be introducing two new segments known as uh, Four Wheel Frustrations and Hella Fancy. You can also expect a new conspiracy theory. And last but not least, uh, we'll be giving you that Fabergé egg update you so desperately deserve. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, we had some non-sponsors we'd like to not thank. Uh, Nathan? Yeah, um... Mine specifically for this week is a uh, Mitsubishi and just based purely on the fact that they have like the most God awful commercial out there right now. It's like, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but, um, most people probably that watch general TV that get commercials, have probably seen it. It's the, the guy at the dealership. Oh, it's hidden camera. It's so cool. So clever. He's rapping to them. The people in the test drive, he's rapping the features of the car and it's just, Oh, God, it's the worst. And the fact that they actually put that out there and approved it to go to market as an advertisement. Uh, well, yeah, they're out of the picture for for sponsorship here. I'm a cord cutter, so I haven't had cable in a while. But I, every time I watch it, I feel like I'm miss. I I'm amazed at the low quality of shit that they put on because there's you have to put so much content with like hundreds of channels all needing advertisements. It's just like crazy to me the the crap that they get. Even the TV shows are terrible. Uh, but anyways, my non-sponsor is uh, products for left-handed people. I mean, the margins are just too low here. You're not making any money. We're wasting our time. Just just fucking use your right hand. All right, get over it. Well, it's the hand of the devil. We don't want to be a part of that yeah. either. I, I mean, that's the. T- <laughs> I don't want to be associated with the devil, the hand of the devil. So. And, and, you know, like you said, profit margins. Let's, why are you going to exclude the majority of the population with your product? doesn't make any sense. Would that mean that uh, Jesus is a right-hand man? Uh, yeah. I don't think they explicitly state that in the Bible. I may be wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure they explicitly state that the left hand is the hand of the devil. So I know that. Um, so I, I think they just they let you assume they didn't really have to write it out. They're like, well, within the context, you can just assume Jesus was right handed. Why wouldn't he be right? Yeah. Being the son of God, you know, left hand being the hand of Satan, you know, figure it out. Yeah. All right. To uh, get into it today, as per the title, uh, we wanted to talk about 
the plastic straw controversy. Uh, Nathan, you want to get us started on this? Yeah, I I kind of brought it to you because uh, it <laughs> to me I like pl- plastic straw man. Like, uh, it's not really on my radar too much. Blip blip, it's not coming up. But then I saw like the insane <laughs> nice sound effects there. By yeah, the way, Doppler radar. You can't. There's nothing there. Um, when it comes to plastic straw man, I, I mean, sure, you know, let's ban plastics in general for most things that we don't need it for. Uh, but the out. Uh, <laughs> The backlash, I should say, um, from social media, uh, the conservatives, like they just took it to the next level of like ridiculousness. Like, how can you be that against the plastic straw ban? Like, is it that big of an issue to you that you're so upset? Like, it's happening, and 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 I don't understand why it's partisan. Anyways, let's try to get rid of the plastic in general. Like, let's just not have it. And so they just went to the extreme level with it and saying like, little liberals, if you have a, a plastic straw, they're going to cry. Look at these little babies. I got an AR-15 in a straw. What are you going to do about it? Like, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I love that both sides of these like political arguments both call the other side crybabies and whiners. <laughs> like, I thought it was just one side. I'm like, no, they both think the other side's a bunch of... Uh, complainers but um the other thing was like wasn't there i think it was like uh was either like plastic coolers or like coffee makers like there was some issue and they were like uh the right wing people were all up in arms like destroying all their uh coffee machines or something over some stupid controversy it was probably with like all the NRA stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this company doesn't support gun rights, so we're gonna thrash all our coffee machines." That that's a good typical conservative move. They did that shit with the uh, well, we brought it up before the W catch up. Like they take it to the level where they're like, "Well, I can't, oh, I can't have no Heinz anymore. They, they're supporting the damn liberal agenda. They they won't let me have my goddamn straws over here either." I'm a I'm going to just put these fucking W ketchup on my freedom fries and y'all just going to have to deal with it. This is America. This is freedom. And y'all just don't understand you environmentalists. You got, I love that. That's an insult too. You goddamn environmentalists. Like, yeah, yeah. I want the earth to exist. Like, is that, is that a bad thing? I guess it is. Well, even with the straw shit, it's like paper straws are work just as well. The only downside is you can't like, fucking chew on them on the tip like you uh like some kind of savage like you would uh normally with a plastic straw and they will get soggy after i don't know like 30 i haven't done any testing but i imagine over 30 minutes to uh, an hour depending on if your drink's hot or cold and how quickly the wax deteriorates but it's like you shouldn't be drinking a fucking soda for you shouldn't have a big enough soda that you can drink that shit for an hour. Well, the other the other reason I saw people trying to justify it's like, oh, well, what if they're handicapped? I'm like, oh, I think we'll we'll give them like a sticker on their license. They can have a plastic straw or something stupid like that. <laughs> like we let people bring dogs on planes for no reason other than some asshole doctor signed off on it. Uh, but we're, but we're live, but in your reality, we still wouldn't be able to let a handicapped person use a straw, but we'll let somebody take animals on flights. Like okay, it, it, we'll figure it out. Like we're going to, if we can just use common sense, uh, most people don't need straws 
And the ones that do, okay, maybe they can use a plastic straw. It's fine. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I saw a product for a uh, metal, a collapsible metal straw that you could like fold into like three pieces and put it into a little storage compartment. Wow. And I'm like, if I saw somebody in real life whip that out and use it for their drink, I'd probably think they were a fucking like psycho, some kind of like crazy survivalist. Like they literally just like say it's like McDonald's in a wooded area. And they just come out of the uh, fucking uh, forest to go order their food from McDonald's, whip out their metal straw, put it in, and then just walk right back into the fucking uh, bushes, never to be seen again. They eat their uh, McNuggets with their uh, metal chopsticks that they pull out as well. You're like, what What the fuck's up with this guy? It would be, un- I would agree that it would be unsettling to have people pulling out like metal straw kits and stuff. I, I'm I'm I for me I just say drink it out of the goddamn cup. I don't, what's the big deal with the straw? Are you really that concerned about the hygiene of the cup? People can use could use to drink and and deal with a few more uh, germs and bacteria. You know, build up some immunity a little bit more. Fuck it. Why not do edible straws over? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what. Uh fucking red vines and twizzlers are right oh i didn't even think of that it's the perfect perfect we already have straws <laughs> yeah. that work which is red vines every red vine stock is gonna go skyrocket after this plastic straw ban is in place uh, you know thinking of somebody that we do want to have as a sponsor red vines once you come at us yeah we're a re- we're a red vines family here <laughs> twizzlers you can go fuck off all right that Parks um, and you know what the best actually you know it would be better yes exactly Parks and Rec uh, what is that uh, uh, Ben's uh, is it Ben's parents or his dad and his like yeah. stepmom or something yeah well that's not that's yeah, too in- but yes I'm pretty sure that's what it was yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say that my favorite brand for uh, candy straws if you've ever been to 7-Eleven it's always hit or miss whether they have these, but I think it's made by the company that makes the like sour punch straws. Uh, but it's like a jumbo one that you can put in your Slurpee. It's so good. I want one now. See, we got we already have the alternatives, and they're better. Yeah, it's great. Well, you can also do. They've also been working on bacteria that will break down plastics that from what i know they've they've been able to successfully like do this but the fear that if you put this in a landfill that it like gets out and then all these plastic products that you design to never deteriorate or take like you know 20 30 years to degrade to the point where they're not useful if you got bacteria breaking it down after like you know a couple of weeks it's gonna be uh it'll be like y2k but for plastic and nobody will understand and everyone will panic <laughs> well and whatever we can do to get rid of the giant mountain of plastic and, and i understand that the argument that some conservatives bring uh 
you know, we're not, obviously we're not the worst offender of it. And there's a lot of, there's a couple of Asian countries, I believe it is, are doing way more damage. But to me, that's not an argument in terms of. Those Asians one up in us at every turn, even with trash. God. Yeah. Killing, killing whales. They're way better at killing whales and, and polluting the ocean with, with plastic. Did you see that South Park episode where the Japanese were going after all the dolphins and whales because they thought they uh, they bombed them because that's what we told them? Yeah, that was a pretty good, pretty good episode. Thanks, thanks for derailing me. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. I just thought it was funny because they went after the Miami Dolphins football team. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, sir. Please continue. You should be. And thank you for apologizing. Yeah. Apology not accepted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like the idea that just because another country is worse than us, that it's okay to do the same bad thing that they do, is is just a weird argument to me. I don't I don't quite understand it. Like uh, relating it to Nazi Germany as an extreme example would be like, oh, we should go stop. We should stop killing Jews and and have them stop killing Jews. Yeah, well. But they're they're doing way more of it than we are. Like it's just kind of a very small, minuscule thing over here. So why worry about killing Jews? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. I, no, I I understand. You're right. Let's just uh, turn a blind eye to it and uh, proceed forward. Yeah. Well, you know what fictional uh, animated cartoon had the uh, recycling and trash problem figured out? The one that we've brought up a few times, what, Captain Planet, or <laughs> magically saving yeah. the world with superpowers. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish that's what we need, Captain Planet. How? What would he do? I don't, like, you're, I don't just, know. you're gonna beat the shit out of all the guys that are polluting, but then the trash is still there. You don't have like powers. What he just like uses laser fists and burns <laughs> it and then it's just all in the atmosphere it's a bunch of melted plastic so it's just a layer of plastic on the bottom of the ocean instead of a mound of it he's like he's like hey i'm captain planet not captain atmosphere all right that's <laughs> fucking somebody else's problem yeah i'm doing the best i can over here jesus christ yeah. kami get some love up on this and, and let's <laughs> see what happens come on oh but uh, Futurama, their approach was just gather up all the trash into a giant ball and launch it into the sun. Not a bad idea. It's not like we're going to drastically affect the lifespan of the sun. Yeah. If anything, we're just helping it, giving it some more fuel. They're like, when this shit burns out in a billion years, this is adding about 10 seconds of uh, light that we could use. Yeah, you know, I mean, that shit adds up. Shit adds up over time, you know? <laughs> Eventually, it'll be like a few minutes. When they're doing that escape sequence, like it's a movie, when the fucking sun burns out, and they're trying to, like, fly to another solar system, and they're trying to get as many people on board, that fucking 30 seconds is where it's going to pay off. <laughs> that would be a pretty dope sci-fi movie, actually. Like, the idea is you got to get out of the solar system before the, the sun dies <laughs> why haven't we seen that yet that's actually hmm actually let's stop talking about it. we'll discuss later after the show somebody will probably put out a movie for a movie trailer for this in the future yeah zuckerberg's already listening to everything anyway so he's like been there already heard that combo from some other assholes on another podcast not original at all 
hopefully in the future we'll have like uh just ro- we'll have robots to take care of everything that we uh worry about in the future yeah they'll um they'll turn into straws for us and we don't even have to use plastic or anything it'll just be a fucking robot uses fingers some crazy shit you know and conservatives will still be fucking mad oh you you want me to have to get a straw from the robot over i can't get my own goddamn plastic straw i gotta use a robot straw i just imagine it being like super awkward like the robot uh sticks his finger in your mouth and that's where the straw is (laughs) he's like sucks the liquid in through like the other end of the robot you're like are you sure that there's no like contaminants in this pathway i am 99.8 percent sure okay all right, it's pretty good. Never tell me the odds. What if the intake spot for the drink, uh, like, because he has to suck the fluid up out of a cup or whatever. What if that's what they, where is, uh, di- what, like, if it were a person, that's where his dick would be. So he's just, uh, dipping his dick into a, into a drink cup and you got to suck it out of his finger. Oh, this is get so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's engineers like you that would make that kind of shit, isn't it? You'd be like designing it. You're like, where should we put the intake valve? You're like, well, we got a lot of unused space right here. You're like, that, that's traditionally where the penis would go. Yeah, yeah, let's put it there. In order for me to get away with that, it would have to be like my one-man robotics company where I had complete oversight over everything. Everyone's like, no, I don't I don't think we should do that. That's really creepy and gross, and I don't think people would really adopt that technology well. And I'm like, well, I'm the only one producing the robots, so they don't have a choice. Yeah, like, uh, it'll be like... <laughs> Yeah, and Blade Runner, it's just the one Tyrell co- Corporation's the only one. You're, like, the head of it. You know, I'm making the decisions here. Like, But like, there's, like, five other engineers. They're like, sir, it would really be super simple to make it in a more pleasant location for the consumer. They won't be so worried about it. You're like, no, this is how it is, and it's going to be that way forever. My only other option for them is, like, well, do you want to suck it out of their dick, and then we put their finger in the cup? I don't think so, all right? <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, they'd they probably give up pretty fast, uh, that argument. Like, clearly, he's not going to sway from this. And he is the only one in charge of robot production, so uh, we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Speaking of robots, um, I, had, uh, I did want to just mention something about uh, RoboCop. The, the one from the 80s, not the new one. I haven't seen that one, but... Uh, it's kind of random, but I was rewatching it. It's a, it's a really good movie. It's one of the few ones I enjoyed as a kid and as an adult for entirely different reasons. Does um, the do the special effects in there hold up? Like, does it look like shit and it's hard to watch, like Tron, or is it still? Uh, can you look past it? Like, uh, what? Oh, what was that movie uh, with Stallone and Wesley Snipes? Um, Time Cop. Was it, that it was Time it was? Cop? Yeah. Probably. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that holds up. Oh, no, wait. Is the one Stallone Demolition Man? Yes, Demolition Man. That's Demolition Man. Now, Robocop holds all the, it holds up pretty well because most of it is practical effects, but the, the huge robot, whenever they have to have, like, people in the scene with the big robot, that's where it's a little, little harder to watch. But Yeah. But regardless, uh, everybody remembers the scene where... You know, the the cop 
that becomes RoboCop's getting the shit blasted out of him. They blow off his limbs and everything, and <laughs> they're all laughing. That part's good. It's a good scene. But everybody, at least I didn't remember this other scene where he is RoboCop, and uh, the they're turning the they're flipping the script on him. The guy doesn't like RoboCop pro- program, so they're they're turning the cops against him. You know, fill in the details yourself. That's not what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, they're they're at the point where they're turned on RoboCop, the police force, and there's a scene where there's like no less than fifty cops, all fully decked out with assault weapons, just blasting him while he's crawling out of the parking garage for like a good minute and thirty seconds. I did time it, and it was about a minute thirty, where they're just shooting the whole time, and he's slowly crawling away, and. uh I thought that scene was way better than the one where they shoot the guy. I mean, it was it was hilarious. I don't know. I just wanted to. I just want that out there. There's two things about that. It's like the first is like when they're shooting him for like a fucking minute thirty. Like you think the scientist that designed RoboCop would be like, "Hey, um, that's not gonna work. Uh, <laughs> I, we made him. <laughs> He's bulletproof." Like, tell us how to kill him. They're like, well, definitely not what you're doing right now. It's like, so it works. Can, they're like, uh, just shoot him in the mouth. Uh, oh, his, his, his head's down. Oh, uh, well, it's going to be difficult, but uh, you, you pretty much just shoot him in the mouth. Yeah, you know that part where it's flesh? Shoot him there. Yeah. <laughs> shoot the non metal parts of yeah. Robocop. But on the flip side of that, you see so many movies where, like, it'll be, like, the whole army against, like, Godzilla or some giant monster, and they'll start shooting at the thing for, like, five seconds. Like, like it's not effective, and they just stop. It's like, well, you could have, you know, you could have tried a little bit longer. So the fact that they kept up with it, they're like, no, eventually, eventually these bullets will kill RoboCop. The, the, the director's there and they're like sir I mean don't you think the scene's excessively long he's like no no this is how it plays out this is the this is just how it goes they eventually wear him down to where he slowly crawls and falls out of the parking garage I'm like uh, okay yeah so let's get to shooting like, okay you didn't really answer my concern but uh or address my concern yeah it's a, it's, it's a fun scene I loved it and uh yeah. <laughs> you know what would have made it even stupider? Is if uh, the guy... What's the... What's RoboCop's real name? Uh, Murphy. Do you rem- Murphy? I don't That's know, I know the whole name, name but it was, it was Murph. They, uh, they, the lady called uh, oh, Murph. Murph, Murphy, or something like that. Yeah. They, his first name should have been Will, so they could make that pun way back in the 80s. A fire at Will. <laughs> they're all fire at will and the cop looks at the camera real quick and smiles and then they all start shooting <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah little like smile the fucking glean off his teeth yeah. and then just go, 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 go. it would it, it's funny because it would actually fit in robocop it, when you rewatch it it's like it is very self-aware about like how hyper violent and ridiculous it is but it's also like hey guys this probably is going to be the future you know, but wink, wink. It's funny. Well, that I feel like that line, the fire at will joke, probably came from like uh, a police academy, and that was in the same time frame. So, 
Yeah, they probably were trying to distance themselves a little bit from Police Academy with the RoboCop movie. Just just a little bit. They should have had a crossover. RoboCop Academy. Yeah, bring Bobcat in to the... <laughs> Bobcat. RoboCop's new partner is Bobcat. That would have been good. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll see you soon. Yabu. Hey yo, it's me, your boy, your man, Big Red Chad, aka Jimmy the Hat Rat, aka Suplex. And I'll be here to tell you about all these nasty red rubbers. I got rubbers for well-hung brothers. I got rubbers for the handicap, the baby carrots, the double troubles, the triple dippers. You name it, Rad Chad got it. Whatever you need to pound that sneeze into the next millennium. Believe it or not, Rad Chad himself used to have rubber problems. Busting loads so big it be ripping and impregnating all the honeys. That's why I came up with my pro-patent unrippables, extra dippable, super-sized jizz-trapping jimmies. My fresh sleazy new patent, the Mega Rap Jizz Drop Trap. This fly new technology will help you pound the ladies, or whatever you feel like pounding, and catch each drop from the monstrous beast to the baby cashews. No more pulling out your becca and flipping a switch because all that's left is the rubber ring. And once you're done, just plant it. Yes, my rubber's made with 100% cannabis seedlings. So do old Rat Chad a favor. Get out there and smash that ass in front of the whole class. It's a solid. It's a liquid. No, it's a cat. The it's a cat can fit in anything and bother you anywhere. Busy with your homework? Not anymore. Typing out that business plan? Not anymore. The best thing about It's a Cat is that it's practically free. They pay for themselves through rigorous selective breeding. Just simply let them outside. Need to find an It's a Cat? All you have to do is ask someone for It's a Cat and within minutes you'll have so many offers you won't believe it. My cousin has a whole litter of It's a Cat that you can have for free. Try out It's a Cat accessories as well. Nice smelling house? Not anymore. With It's a Cat's Shit Catcher Box 9000, litter splashes out of the box for you so the It's a Cat won't have to. It uses the most advanced electric engine design to allow for the most violent shakes to splash the most litter out. Guaranteed. Batteries not included. Yabu. And we're back from that exciting commercial break. Nathan, how was your break? It was actually really good. I'm kind of yeah really excited about the second half. Yeah, well, let's just jump into it. Uh, our next segment is titled Four Wheel Frustrations. Hey, fuck you, buddy. No, man. Fuck you. Four Wheel Frustrations. In this segment, we're going to talk about, you know, exactly what it sounds like. Frustrations with riding in a car. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, literally take take it at face value. Yeah. Uh, I just, this is, we're going to start this one off with everyone's favorite place, uh, the DMV. If you forgot what it's like because you haven't been in a while, it is fucking terrible. Uh, most of you will probably have to be back there within the next year or two because if you're in California, we've set up this new real ID system where you have to give fucking 20 forms of ID 
uh, cavity search, blood test, um, fingerprints, a retina scan, and then they give you your new California ID. What about a uh, stool sample? Yeah, yeah, that's part of it too. The they got cameras in the bathrooms and uh, they're watching you the whole time. They're like you're not getting anybody else poop in this cup. Yeah, they have the guy that escorts you to the bathroom and watches you pee and poo. Like, you know, you're getting my pee sample. Do you have to get the stool sample too? No, yes. He hovers under your butt with uh, the cup. He's actually catching it. Yeah, it's not actually a uh, working toilet. It's like a children's toilet that you have to sit on with a hole cut in the back where he just jams his hat hand in there. And he's like, let me remind you, do not pee. We only want stool samples. Yeah, well, it's hard. Whenever I poo, I pee, man. I can't not do the other one. But yeah, the DMV is the worst place ever. Like the people, I mean, this is, everybody already knows. Yeah, I mean, it's like, in case you forgot how awful it is, here's a nice, friendly reminder. It's still awful. Yeah, it's like I go in there and I'm like, I want to take, I was there because I had to get the real ID, but I... Uh, bought myself the dorkiest scooter like a year back and I never got the motorcycle license so I'm like I want to get my real ID but I also want to take the motorcycle permit test at the same time and I'm like I don't know if that's going to be confusing and every step of the way I'm like trying to ask somebody I'm like hey can I do and they're like next line next line just go over there I'm like but yeah, go but I'm trying to oh no 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 get did you not hear me sir get get over next line do I have to call security? You're like, but I just have a simple uh, question. I don't want to be waiting in the wrong line for like an hour. Like I'm, and then I'm in like the test line. They're like, does anybody uh, have their test? And I give her the, I'm like, I'm in my head. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be taking a test. So I walk up to her. She looks at my slip. No, you're not taking a test, sir. Get back to the back of the line. Just like, but, and it's just still every time. Like, no. Go go back. And I'm just like, God damn. And the other people in line are just looking at me like they fucking feel my pain. I'm like, what are we doing here? They're, they've all been uh, sent to the back of the line already the first time. They're like, oh, yeah, there's another one. You, I, like, I'm trying to have sympathy for, the, with, for them the whole time because, like, as pissed as I am, there's also, like, four homeless people wandering around in the DMV that they also have to yell at. And I'm like... Well, they got to deal with that guy every day for some reason. So I'm only here one day. I can maintain my composure. It won't be that bad. What was the real idea? Because I'm going to have to renew my license next year. And I'm I'm kind of concerned because you're mentioning all this stuff. In all seriousness, I, what what is it? What What is the thing? So the yeah. real ID is basically a... Uh, I don't know what a stronger, more secure form of identification. So it's like instead of you having to use, I don't, they're saying like with you using it in place of your passport in some situations. So I don't understand completely why you need this one over the other. But basically, I think, I think what it was is that like California's ID system was like pretty lax. So it was easily susceptible to counterfeiting IDs. So it was going to be, if you don't have a real ID as of like, I think like beginning of next year, you're going to need like your passport or like more forms of identification just to travel. 
between states. But I could be wrong. Between states? Oh my god. Seems crazy. Yeah, the fucking re- like leave it to California to ruin the regular fucking ID that's supposed to be the real ID. You're like, we have an ID already. You're like, well, that's not a real ID. You're like, it's fucking government issued. Yeah, but that's not a real ID. Uh, okay, uh, thanks. They also have um, a non-real ID that you can also apply for <laughs> that requires less forms of identification. <laughs> this one's ID, but it's not real. And, you know, it works in like, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse stores and, uh, you know, any kind of fantasy type endeavor that you're going on that doesn't require reality based IDs. Um, anything that, you know, requires make believe or, or fantasy in some sort. Yeah, it's what you have to show when you when you play Monopoly and you <laughs> have right. to ask for money. You have to yeah. show your non-real ID. When you're trying to cash out, yeah, when you're cashing out a property in Monopoly, you can show them this uh, non-real ID, you know, that we, you know, charge you for still. We still charge you for it. You know what it probably is? Is they probably realize there's some glaring, like, loophole for the that they don't want to outright say because of the... Because um, we issue... Um, well, I'd issue ID cards to non-citizens, I guess is the nicest way to put it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming there's, like, some glaring loophole there where it's like, oh, fuck, people could be doing something with using one of these IDs that they shouldn't be able to do and and so they're trying to avoid um putting that information out there for everyone to be aware of and they're just trying to like fix it before before it gets worse it would be my guess kind of reminds me of a <laughs> all right bear with me on this comparison uh, there's a there's a Hearthstone streamer that got banned for exposing an exploit that people could use to like break the game. It's like, oh, he's, he's letting him know it's a problem. He's putting it out there, but he got banned for doing it. It's like, well, it wouldn't have fixed it or known about it hadn't he exposed it, but they still punished him for it. So it's like, even if, uh, like, if we, ex- like, somebody exposed whatever it was with this license, but then everybody's just getting punished for being exposed. I, I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's like, instead of just fixing the system, let's just make it increasingly difficult and in a total, a bigger mess than it was before instead of just fixing the original problem. I did, uh, we'll touch on this more in another episode, but I I have read up, I actually, I read an article, I think a couple months ago about those gamers finding exploits in games and a lot of them don't, um what's the word they don't uh expose the exploits specifically for games where you can like sell the currency or items or whatever because they can there's people that will make a living off of finding these exploits and being one of like 10 people that know about it so they can feed off of the in-game economies to like pay their rent or whatever like for example a guy basically figured out how to hack i think it was i don't remember what the game was but there was there was a market for trading the currency and he basically hacked himself the equivalent of like 300 trillion us dollars worth of in-game currency but he knew that he couldn't sell it because the game it would crash the game market and it would all disappear so he just funneled off like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars worth of this currency 
a month to sell online to uh, um, pay his rent every month. But there's a whole huge thing on this that we can touch on uh, later. We'll have to. That's that's fascinating. And, and the fact they got caught sucks. Like you can't. Hey, you fuck it. You can't fuck it up. Well, I don't even think. Damn. I think a lot of it was they didn't get caught. They just talked about it after the games uh, shut down. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but to close out on the DMV stuff, the the last thing I noticed was like, the further you get into the systems for the DMV, like the nicer the people are. So it's like the further removed you are from the first interactions with people, because if like you're the last guy on the chain, like okay, I know this person has all the right documentation because we would have weeded him out earlier and he has a legitimate reason for being here. Right. There's no way you would have gotten to that point without all this. Yeah, and those people are like the nicest people on earth. Like the last guy I dealt with, he's like, oh no, okay, yeah, you can do both. You can take both tests at the same time. Uh, he's like, but what? It's gonna, it'll get kind of weird because your licenses expire in a couple days, so I'll issue you a two-month temporary paper ID so you have that time span to pass your motorcycle skills test and then you can um, get your physical ID issued to you with the motorcycle license and if you feel like you can't do it then you can just come back to us and then we'll just uh, cancel the motorcycle stuff and then give you just send out your real one and I'm like this is what I wanted to know when I got in here and it took me the last stage and you were super nice about it but I wonder how that works like how you get stuck um, being like because there's one guy at the door that like before you even go in you're like what are you doing here I need to do this okay take fill out this form stand in that line like that person has to be like the newest DMV employee right it's got to be seniority yeah you just get moved further back and back uh, into the office the uh, the longer you've been there to like the most senior person like because most of the cubicles are like open on the open floor where everybody can see. So it's like the guy running the operation is probably like one of two people that has like a closed office where people can't even see who they are. So I had to kill so many people to get to this point. <laughs> Nobody quits. Yeah. Well, they just, uh, com- well, they probably just kill themselves uh, <laughs> after working at the DMV long enough. I couldn't ha- handle uh, being the line guy. Couldn't handle being the front of the line guy. He killed himself. You're like, well, good, good for me. Now I'm at the DMV. I'm gonna start working up that ladder, just praying for the next guy up to kill himself. You're like, if as long as you can, you have the mental fortitude to not kill yourself, you'll do well at the DMV. <laughs> oh God! All right. Um. So let's jump into uh our next segment. Uh, this this is uh one that we've been thinking about for a while and I think you guys are really going to like it. It's called We should make that intro longer. I don't think people really en- will really enjoy it. And it's just too short. They're like sad that it's over. Yeah. I, well, you know, it's pretty extra. Is, is that what the kids say? It's extra. Oh, I love it. I'm not being sarcastic at all. Yeah. I love it. I, right. You know, we could just put the rest of that MIDI classical music song clip on for the rest of the episode. How long was the whole thing? 
Oh, it's it's like a, it's like twenty minutes or something. For you people, we sifted through twenty minutes of MIDI file just to find the perfect section to make that stinger. It's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Clearly. So the idea behind this segment is we just talk about the uh, finer things in life, whether it be for good or bad. Uh, based on how this show goes, most of it will just be us crapping on stupid rich products. But every once in a while, there's some merits to these things, and we can see why. Uh, so the first topic we wanted to discuss was ice cream or any foods, really, with fucking gold flake on them. Just like using precious metals... In unnecessary situations is, I guess, a broader topic for it. But wh- I don't understand why somebody... Why would you spend 200 to to $1,000 on a cup of ice cream with fucking gold in your ice cream? Like, it has no taste. And there's... N- I looked it up. There's no nutritional value in gold. Yeah, I did my fucking research. I know that it didn't provide any nutritional value to you. Yeah. I, I To me... I think it's a it's a total cop out. Like, it's a shitty, uh, lazy way of making a, a a fucking dish expensive. Like, it should be expensive because you got like the most exotic ingredients and like fucking shipped in like the most rare stuff and made this super insane dish. Not just because you fucking threw some gold in it. You're like, yeah, this thing's a thousand dollars because there's nine hundred dollars worth of gold in it. Yeah, you like dump some Russian caviar on there and it's like, okay, it's expensive, it's overpriced, but it has some, like, there's some reason for it. It's like actual food, not just bullshit. Yeah, I I appreciate expensive foods that are uh, a product of their ingredients. Uh, Not so much the extra decorative foods that, like you alluded to, it's just totally pointless. It's just completely, like, for the sake of making it more expensive. Okay, come on. I saw it with like a donut too, where they had like gold leaf on a fucking donut. And I'm just like, well, this is equally stupid. That's got to be the laziest way. Like, they're not even like masking it with a cool dessert. There's like, uh, so we went down to Ralph's and got uh, a fucking baker's dozen of donuts and then just wrap some gold around it. And now you got a fucking $400 donut. It was a thousand. It was a hundred dollars a donut with this gold leaf on it, and then it was a thousand dollars for a dozen. So you get a discount there if you get enough of them. Yeah. So you buy enough and go out on the street and start peddling the fucking gold leaf donuts to people. Hey, I got your gold leaf donuts over here. Hundred dollars a pop. Hundred dollars a pop. Come get your gold leaf donuts. Like, how, how? What's the profit model on that? You know, how are you reselling that? Uh, so ridiculous. I always wonder, like, too, like, where, like, in these restaurants, so what, you just got a stack of, like, a thousand dollars worth of gold leaf just, like, in the back for, uh, this purpose? You got some fucking minimum wage employee that's like, oh, I hope I don't mess this up because it's gonna be my salary for the day. They got, yeah, there's one dude that, yeah, you got the minimum wage guy handling it. Uh, you got the guy that's in charge of like by uh, finding the the distribution. He's like, well, I got this gold guy over here. He's pretty good. I, I can't guarantee that they're not, uh, you know, from conflict areas. You know, there's definitely blood, <laughs> blood on the on this gold that we're taking in. But uh, you want a good deal or don't you? Like, I we're still making like 
90% profit margin on this shit. Like, regardless of how much we're paying for it, the markup has got to be insane. I'm just waiting for, like, them to do, like, uh, fucking ice cream with, like, diamonds just sprinkled all over the top. And then they make you sign some, uh, uh, fucking terms of service agreement, like Apple, uh, for the eating the ice cream. So you fucking eat the whole cup of ice cream diamonds at all and they're like you weren't supposed to eat the diamonds those were just for decoration so yeah basically we had you sign a waiver of liability here and uh you know i hope you have good insurance is all i gotta say you're like but these uh but you made me pay a thousand dollars to eat this cup of ice cream like yeah this is the diamonds are worth a hundred thousand dollars in here no you have to stay here uh until you shit those out those are ours. Yeah, th- those are still our diamonds, and uh, we will be retrieving them. Yeah, then then it gets into, like, how do you sell those? Like, instead of blood diamonds, you've got poop diamonds. Like, you got to discount them. Uh, there's got to be a good spin on that. It'd be like a, a carbon-filtered diamonds or something. I don't know. We're, we're carbon-based organisms, and they went through our digestive filter. You can spin it, right? I don't know. So does that sound like would you pay more for uh carbon filtered diamond organic diamonds you'd be like what does that what does that mean exactly they're like well in this instance um somebody ate it and then shit it out this reminds me of something somebody said to me in high school that i found really odd and it will it will work in this context where we all remember when uh paris hilton was a thing of relevance right oh yeah way back in the day and he we're like driving along the car and he poses the weirdest question like i'll i'll say weird shit all the time so i'm not trying to judge him for it but he's like would you eat a nugget of paris hilton's shit for a million dollars and my immediate thought is like why does it matter why does it matter that it's that it's her poop like why do you care that it's a celebrity Yeah, it's poop (laughs) yeah 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 i don't care whose butt it comes out of it's still poop that's gross but it's like makes you think like if you gotta buy poop diamonds if they're uh fucking kim kardashian poop diamonds are they in a higher value less uh as opposed to a lower value than say uh nathan poop diamonds well i gotta tell you right now i mean market dictates the price and i would pay more for kim kardashian shit diamonds than my own so there, uh, proof's in the pudding. I, I think, you know, I think we got, uh, we, let's talk about this more off, off the podcast as well. I think we have something going here. We could make a lot of money. Um, so let's not, not put out too much more of that. Um, so we'll talk about that in private. <laughs> we got some yeah, We got to we gotta do a few, we got a few things to call a few people about on this <laughs> podcast episode. Uh yeah, we're, there's going to be a delay on us releasing this because we're going to have all our ducks in a row uh, so nobody can copy all these ideas. That's that's why it's been so long since the last podcast is we've been sorting out uh, you know, a few uh, legal things, a few uh, logistical things with some of the ideas presented in mm-hmm. this episode here. All right, before we divulge any more um, what uh, money-making ideas to our audience... Uh, <laughs> We wanted to, we wanted to get into uh, our conspiracy theory for the day, 
and I this is arguable whether or not it's whether or not it is a conspiracy theory, but uh, the the idea that aliens exist because it's it sounds crazy, but then if you look at like the vastness of space, the universe, existence, etc., it seems pretty unreasonable to me that there's not aliens. I guess the real question would be whether or not like I don't think we've encountered them. But I, de- I definitely think they're out there. Yeah, I think yeah, you're what you alluded to is really the conspiracy is whether or not they've actually made contact. Is it like you said? It seems inevitable. Anybody that denies that there's a high chance of aliens existing is just like very close-minded. Um, but in terms of this, yeah, I could. I I'm so back and forth on whether they've actually been here or not, though, because. If they have and they were unimpressed and they just left, we wouldn't know, right? Like, they, there's a very high chance that they could have came and weren't impressed and were like, let's come back in like a million years or some shit. This is pretty pretty low-level evolution that we're dealing with here. So let's we'll come back later, you know? That's very possible. Yeah, they just see like fish in the sea and like some plants on the ground. They're like, well, this sucks. This is really boring. Well, even people, like they see us, they're just like, look, look at these assholes. They're recording. A, they're talking to each other on some recording it with electrical impulses and, and they're going to put it on some sort of electrical info highway. Like this is just, they're not even working toward any goal. Yeah, so. Well, I feel like this would be the most entertaining time to watch us because we're in like our like terrible reality TV phase where it's like, we're all really stupid in the larger scheme of things and do dumb shit like fighting with each other and like killing everyone, blowing things up, like arguments. It's like it's like a episode of fucking VH1 reality TV shows where you're just watching the stupidest people imaginable get on TV. It's like this would be the most entertaining thing to watch it from an outside perspective. I mean, a lot of it's cruel and horrible, but like they're not to us yeah (laughs) yeah like they don't care like we don't uh, you know like you look at wild like the horrible things that happen in wild animals uh nature documentaries and it doesn't affect you nearly as much as like seeing those same tragic events happen with people unless you're like hardcore like PETA, like kill all the humans so that the animals have a better planet well, I they, I would like to think that they'd appreciate the intricacies of uh, our relationships as opposed to animals, but think about yeah, I, it just it made me think when you were talking about that uh, uh, how much more in, exciting it would be to watch people than it would be like insects. Like imagine them, they're like, oh, check out these insects. They all do the same exact thing, and they just serve one purpose. They're like, oh, okay. I mean, like, we appreciate their efficiency, but these humans right here, they're, they're total chaos. I, li- I like what they're doing here. It's it makes no None of it makes sense. It's all entertaining. It's all gravy. And the best part is that they're constantly at conflict with each other, like, to no end. There's no, like, there's no force toward any common goal at all. It's great. One of the things that uh, tripped me out, too, is, like, you see in like video games like Halo and like sci-fi movies and stuff, there's always this like ancient alien race that like, uh, like you know, uh, place the seeds of life like on different planets or have these old structures and it's like, 
if if we end up being the first like sentient life that like forms in the universe like if by some odd chance there had to be the first the first alien life that traveled space it could be us there's no reason that it couldn't be but it's like that that's what would be weird if like we're the most advanced creatures in existence that is true like yeah so like we end up being the ones like traveling space populating the universe blah blah blah, true. blah blah who's to say it isn't like you know i mean the inevitable heat death of the universe is still pretty far away a ways to my knowledge from you know the latest reports that the inevitable heat death of the universe is still pretty far off and you could argue that it's there is a multiverse um but i wonder what the odds like do does anybody even have the odds of whether we're more likely to be the most advanced race or whether it's likely that there are other organisms in the world like that would uh, be more advanced. I, there's no way to put that into a metric form, I think, but uh, I never really thought of it that way. It's an interesting idea. I always drive people that are into math crazy when like statistics get to some crazy level. I just, I just throw it all out the window and I'm like, yeah, your odds might be uh, one in three million but when you boil it down it's always 50 50 because it's gonna happen or it's not gonna happen so it's a real uh gunslinger uh type of way to fucking destroy all like relevance of facts and data well listen now boy it's either gonna happen or it ain't now let's flip a coin and find out boy yeah they i've gotten some people really irritated and argue with me over it where dude, like, you're pretty much uh, the dude from No Country for old, Four Old Men. You're like the guy. Call it. Call, they're like, wait, no, but Andrew, we were just having a very complex discussion about the the stats and like the odd. Call it. Well, it's like you can flip a coin and it's like, oh, yeah, 50-50. It's going to land heads or tails. But it's like, yeah, it could also just land heads like 100 times in a row. And then your odds that it's going to. Every other time, you know, it's like, yeah, then your argument becomes, well, well, if you flip it a hundred more times, then, uh, then those hunt, uh, next hundred times, it'll all come out tails. It's like, yeah, now you're fucking making the grasping argument of like, uh, you know, rock, paper, scissors games with somebody where you keep losing and you just increasing the number of times you play in the hopes that you'll win everyone moving forward. Well, it, isn't it, it's equally as, uh unlikely that that would be the case like if you're gonna say that it's unlike like the chance of it happening a hundred times in a row that way is unlikely then it's equally as unlikely for it to happen a hundred times the other way to balance it out so it's it's an interesting kind of thought right it's a yeah i mean just because the odds are 99 i guess what it boils down to is just because the odds are 99 percent in your favor it could still fucking fail on you and just keep that in mind. So what you're saying is that even though there might be a 99% chance that aliens exist, they either do exist or they don't. It's a 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for wrapping that up into a concise... We really took that out into a weird place, but you brought it back and wrapped it up. Thank you. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense still, but uh, <laughs> let's pretend it does. No. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're going to be able to touch on aliens a lot because there's just a lot of different avenues. It's going to come up again. Yeah. I mean, aliens are, the idea of them is is cool. Like Anybody that doesn't think aliens are cool is not a friend of mine. Yeah. 
This is Alien Conspiracy Theories Part One. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the recently deplatformed Alex Jones on here and David Duchovny to talk about these eventually. Those are some good personal goals. Both on one episode, bro. You didn't. Maybe, probably you, not. You gotta tell me this stuff before we we record. That's some breaking news. We we're gonna get Alex Jones and David Duchovny on here. I'm just, I'm just I've been trying to get my buddy Sean. I can't even get my buddy Sean on here. We got David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex Jones is looking for a, a voice, and we've got we are we're st- we're not banned from any platforms yet, so this could be. Uh, this could be an opportunity. Although, just to allude to that, I, we did get some feedback that we asked for. And moving forward, no thanks. Please don't give me any feedback. I, I I had more than my fill with just a few things I heard. And that's enough. I don't, I don't care. Fuck you. What we're doing is right. What you're saying is wrong. So that's my stance. On the note of the things we're doing are right, uh, you want to give us that ever so coveted Fabergé egg update. Well, it's another Fabergé egg update. And I I just got to be totally honest. I didn't double check this morning that there were any eggs found. But to my knowledge, as of yet... (laughs) You're going to feel like a real ass if if today was the day. You're going to feel like a real ass. As of today, we're recording. I don't know when I'll get this up soon, but as of Saturday, August 18th, the last time I did check, there were no new Fabergé eggs found. Um, and I believe that there will be one found, though, so um, keep listening uh, in, in, you know, more episodes when I do let you know whether one has been found. Um, I I don't really have a lot to say. You know, we've kind of went through a few of these things. There hasn't been one found. I mean, I like Vicky V. Victor Vec- Vexelberg is a good... There we go. Oh, I'm glad you got a new nickname for him. That's a good one. Vicky V and V-dubs now. We are... I mean, I don't know. Maybe you are. I... I, I uh, haven't done it yet, but we are still planning on uh, establishing a way for you to contribute to my um, Fabergé egg expedition fund. Um, and I'm still, yeah, I'm still thinking about where exactly it might be. And it's still, I, I did add another option. It might be in the Hawaiian Islands, but it's still probably in the Caribbean. Um, so we're going to fund a trip for me to go to either the Caribbean or the Hawaiian Islands to, to go try to look for it. Um, any of the missing Fabergé eggs. Nice. I mean, if there was one at a flea market here, who's to say there isn't one in a tropical paradise and I should get to go there for free and find out. Are all the uh, one the known ones in one location or are they in different locations? Victor Vecklesberg owns most of them that are currently in existence, but that, he doesn't own all of them. So they're they're sporadic. They're they're around. Oh, there's a few different locations. Is the Fabergé company gone? No, they still exist. You can oh. you can literally go to the uh, Fabergé.com. We got All a little right. uh, little website about the Imperial eggs. We should start pushing them to uh, create more to lower the value of the older ones. Well, but the thing is. Andrew, is that the Imperial eggs are the ones that I'm specifically referring to. 
you know they can't make imperial eggs anymore because they were for the Russian imperial family. Yeah. Family. Well, let me. I guess I didn't give the just in case anybody's first time listening to this of the possible fifty jeweled imperial eggs, only forty three are still known to exist. The last one being found in two thousand fourteen was the third imperial Easter egg ever made. Um, so just to make sure anybody that wasn't clear does know that I'm specifically talking about the imperial jeweled eggs, and as Andrew was alluding to, were made for the imperial family before uh, the Russian government got overthrown. So if they were making more, it wouldn't have any impact to the value of the imperial eggs. In my opinion, I mean, the market d- dictates price. I'm not going to say that I know what the market will pay, Based off of new Fabergé eggs, but my speculation is that it wouldn't affect the price of the Imperial Fabergé eggs. Fascinating. (laughs) It always is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, from the feedback I've gotten, people love uh, these Fabergé egg updates, so we got to keep them going. Uh, and I will, we'll have more info later about how you can give me money to go explore a tropical paradise to find one. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. Yeah, once we get this funded, this segment will, like, be most of the show. We'll just talk about our expeditions. And just to be clear, it's it's me going. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm not, I don't get to go. Any extra money goes towards putting you into business class flights instead of uh, economy? Listen, somebody's got to gotta be here to run the show. I'll be the man out in the field. I'll report back. I'm not saying I'm not going to be a part of the show. Uh and I'm not going to do my due diligence, but you'll be the you're the field correspondent. Yeah, you're not really that into Fabergé eggs. I take it from the past like seven episodes. Your reaction to the update is that's true, but it's growing on me. Well, it's too. Uh, at I've made the decision that I'm going alone. So this is my thing. God damn it! You stay out of it. Yeah, stop trying to co-opt my thing with the Fabergé eggs. All right, fair enough. Uh, you want to roll us out? Yeah, I, you know, not much to say. We, um, you probably know where to find us if you're listening to this, but uh, but SoundCloud slash uh, it's hella red um, is uh, where we upload. You can find it on Apple uh, Podcasts. Um, you look up hella rad uh, on YouTube. Should be able to just look up hella rad and find it pretty easily. Uh, but we don't have the unique URL quite yet. Um, but uh, yeah you can find us on YouTube as well we're going to try to post a few more um, of the commercials as well our advertisers were asking us to um, so we're going to try to get that going uh, but yeah feel free uh, we're also on Twitter at It's Hello Red you can reach out to us again preferably without feedback I'm kind of done with that <laughs> so uh, just say hi or is positive feedback still okay uh, I just don't want to hear anything else so thank you all right thanks for listening guys we'll uh talk to you next time yabu